Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we're going to be talking about all of the events from Thursday, September 17th of 2020. And let's go ahead and get started with the Belgian royal family. had the biggest struggle bus day today writing this script. So I'm going to preface that with this. Um, so <laughs> here's what happened today. We're going to go into this and then we'll go through the podcast as normal. Every, almost every event today that was like worth talking about and like had a lot of details for the most part, happened in the evening, which is fine. I mean, perk of living in the US is I still have a lot of time once like evening hits in Europe that I can keep up with everything. Except for today, I like my life is kind of returning to normal after whatever sickness I had, which is great, Um, but it's an adjustment. And I am now back on like my really strict schedule. And so I have about two hours in my normal day that I can work on this script and like a lot of the stuff that goes with this podcast really like 100%. Well, all, all of these events happened, not all, a lot of these events happened within like the last half hour to hour of this dedicated time which is fine. And like, I was able to adapt and work it out, but like, it does cause a little bit of a challenge. Um, and so the reason I am going on and on about this is because this event that King Philippe did today came out, like was the pictures were finally released 15 minutes before I needed to like have my notes or my outline finished for this podcast. So it feels a little bit chaotic. Um, I couldn't find any news reports yet that I was looking for, Um, like nothing. So here is what the Belgian royal household released about this event. Um, So King Philippe today opened the new museum at the Royal Library of Belgium. So the museum inside the library focuses on the collection of the Dukes of Burgundy. I have no idea who those people are. Obviously, they had some land and are important to the history of presumably Belgium. Um, But that's about the extent of what I know. Um, And then the museum also includes items such as manuscripts and miniatures. I don't know what those are, but that's what the translation was from the 15th century. So the 1400s. So a very cool concept. Um, The library actually streamed the event live and I was able to watch some of it, but here's what they showed of King Philippe him arriving, him getting out of a car and walking into the museum. 
that's all they showed. He didn't give a speech. I mean, he walked through the museum, but they didn't show him walking through it on the live stream. They pre-recorded the walkthrough. So, like, he wasn't a part of it. So, there's... I literally can't talk about anything other than the fact that this happened. And I hate that. I'm getting so sick of, like, not being able to talk about what happened because I don't feel like that's... It's not fun for me, so I don't think it would be fun for you guys to listen to. I don't know. Maybe it is. Who knows? Um, but anyway, that's what was going on in Belgium today. Um, it was rough. <laughs> and so with that, and so with that, we're going to move on to Denmark. Because here's my, I have a lot of complaints today. I'm in a cheery disposition. No, I really did enjoy today. But, so here's the other thing going on. There's stuff happening with the British royal family. I know it's happening because I'm seeing, like, little snippets here and there about it. But I can't find it. It's not in the court circular. It's not in the places I know to look. And so apparently the Duchess of Cambridge has had, like, six engagements in the past two days. And I know of one of them. Why? My court circular, the court circular that I look at from the royal family's website doesn't have anything past the 11th. It's the 17th. What is going on? What am I missing? Help. What am I missing? So there's stuff going on in the British royal family, but I don't know what it is. And that's really annoying. Um, I will work on that. I will try and be better, but like, I don't know where to find these. I'll keep looking, but as of right now, I have no idea. So with all of that cheery disposition that I just gave you, <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and move on to Denmark because this is where things get exciting. So let's go to Denmark. about Crown Princess Mary today in Denmark, which I am all about. I think that's fantastic. Um, so the first thing is that Mary was announced as a member of this new high-level commissions on gender equality and gender health. Um, so this is coming out of a conference in Nairobi that was held last year um, where some pretty serious commitments were made around the um, obstetrics field. So like the right to a safe and healthy pregnancy, the right to choose what to do with your own body. Um, and then also just like everyone has the right to be healthy and seek attention and medical care when they need to. Um, so Mary has been chosen to be part of this commission and has agreed to really um, continue the follow-up work on those commitments out of these conference, out of this specific conference. Um, I think it's like a really cool thing. It's definitely something that she has a lot of passion about. Um, so they announced it today because today was the first meeting of this commission um, that Mary participated in in the afternoon um, and sent like a nice little Facebook or Instagram post about it. Um, but before the meeting happened, so after it was announced, but before the actual meeting, 
Mary attended the inauguration of the Australian War Memorial in Denmark. So, Mary is an Australian, so I think this is, like, really cool just based on that alone. Um, so she, I think it was, like, I don't know if it was in the Australian embassy, like, in that area, or if it was just, like, on Embassy Row. Um, but she, with the... Australian ambassador to Denmark inaugurated this memorial that honors Australian soldiers who died in Denmark during the Second World War. Um, so obviously, like, the war was fought everywhere. That's why it was a world war. Um, and soldiers were sent everywhere, including, you know, especially, like, the occupied countries and um, Denmark was occupied. Denmark very quickly, um, kind of just gave in to Nazi control, which m made sense strategically, um, given, like, the size of Denmark versus the, um, German army, the Nazis. Um, it made sense, but, like, Denmark was occupied, and so there were occasionally fights to liberate it. Um, and Australia and other countries were a part of that. Um, so she was there with the, like I said, the Australian ambassador to Denmark. Um, and I just, I love when she does things that are focused on, like, where she's from. Um, and it doesn't happen often, and I understand that. But, like, when it does happen, I just think it's very cool. Um to show, to pay respect to where you came from. Like, I think that's really cool. And I love when she does things like that. Um, so this was no exception to that. Um, it was just really great. Plus it's always great to like see her. And it's been a couple of days without engagements from the Danish Royal family. So like that was exciting in and of itself. Um, so that is what was going on in Denmark. It was an all merry, all day kind of event, and I loved every minute of it. So that is what was going on. Um, and we are now going to go ahead and move on to the Netherlands. Alexander and Queen Maxima visited the region of Friesland, Friesland today. Um, so I don't, I didn't, oh guys, I didn't, I meant to look up the pronunciation and I didn't and I'm just now realizing it. That's really sad for me. Um, anyway, this region of the Netherlands that is kind of like its own culture, which is really cool. Um, so they visited the region to learn about a couple of things, including the sustainability um, developments that the region has made, the agriculture, which is a big focus in this area, as well as the language and culture of the Frischke people. Um, so this Frischke is, I think, the pronunciation. Again, it probably isn't. I don't speak Dutch. Um, 
is its own, like, it has its own language, um, which is recognized as a national language in the Netherlands, um, and its own kind of culture. So I don't want to super compare this because it, I don't think it's like an apples to apples comparison. Um, but it's similar to without maybe the political uprising, but I haven't done a lot of research, um, to Catalonia in Spain. So Catalan is its own language and Catalonia is like its own region that has a very different culture than some other parts of Spain. Um, so this is, this is a similar, but not perfect analogy. Um, but just, if you know about one, this gives you like a sense of what's going on with the other. Um, without, I think, the political movements for independence and stuff like that, which is happening in Catalonia. Um, so their day was jam-packed. I loved everything about this day. Um, and I think I loved everything about this because it seemed so different than what they have been doing for the past six months. Um, like, this visit seemed, I hate using the word normal, but it did. It seemed normal. There wasn't a lot of focus on COVID. There wasn't um, a lot of, like, attention paid to anything other than like the things they were there for, um, which I loved. And leave it, honestly, like, I think it was just last week, I was like, up in arms about Maxima and her situation with like COVID and being in Greece. And like, I still hold true to what I said that day. But like, leave it to Queen Maxima to like, make me forgive her within a week because of how great this week has been for the Dutch royal family. Um, so, like, she and, so they, they rode these bikes into this e-community e park, um, which is a collaboration of economy and ecology. So it's this business park that focuses on sustainability. But they rode their bikes, which is, like, super normal for the Netherlands. Like, of course they rode bikes. But Maxima does it in a dress, heels, with a handbag. It's fantastic. Um, so that was really great. And then, um, they visited next, like, this cheese farm. So this is where the agriculture piece comes in. Um, so they visited not only the factory, but also the dairy farm. Um, so this factory is really cool in that it uses 75% of the dairy that they produce, um, to make their own cheese, which is amazing and, like, super also sustainable. Um... So they visited that, and then they went into the classroom where they basically had a lesson on the Frisch language and culture, um, which was amazing. And the final thing was this, like, cruise along the water, um, obviously, where they enjoy the scenery, but also spent time, I guess there's, like, sailing competitions that happen, um consistently on in this area and so they really focused on like that and what that means to the culture and stuff um so again like a really great event um a really 
focused visit. And it kind of, I don't, it's not like a, a COVID tour like other royal families are doing, but like it gave that vibe of like what would happen, you know, in Spain when, you know, they go to like one area, spend the whole day there and learn different things. Um, it felt like that. And like that just felt really, it felt really good. I enjoyed watching it. The pictures are amazing. Um, you know, I've mentioned this before. I don't often enjoy what Maxima wears. It's just not my style. It's not a judgment. It's just like not what I would choose in my life. Um, but like for some reason her outfit today just hit a chord and like she stood out and looked happy because she is the queen of smiles. Like it just was great. It was great and it was different and it was a bright and shiny spot in like the day where I felt frustrated with a lot of things. Um, I felt overwhelmed and frustrated because things weren't happening at the schedule I needed them to. And so like Maxima's orange outfit and her smiles and like their adorableness just made me so happy. Um, so that was what was going on in the Netherlands. It was fantastic. Um, but now we are going to move on to Norway. Prince Akun was on his final stop of the tour of the six counties in Norway along the waterfront. I think it's a sea. I don't know. Uh, so today he was, he started his visit in Stavanger. Um, and the focus of today's visit was oil and energy. So the first meeting of the day was with representatives of the oil industry um, to hear about the challenges that they have faced with the pandemic. Um, so things that like I would never think about where if you're on an oil rig, presumably in the ocean or the sea or wherever, um, there's a lot of gray area about like where technically you are and what travel you have done. Like, yes, it's where you work, but it's also technically out of the country. Um, and so can you go back? Like there's a lot of confusion that because we were all dealing with a pandemic at the same time and like no one has a playbook. Um, there was a lot of like, there wasn't a lot of guidance at the very beginning for these people. So they struggled. Um, and then also when you're on a rig, you're in a large group of people typically. Um, so that affects like COVID. Um, plus the demand for gasoline decreased substantially because if you look at it at just cars alone, we weren't going anywhere for months. Um, or if you look 
at it, like, entirely, like, planes aren't flying, cruise ships aren't going, cars aren't going. I, I mean, so many things just came to a halt, um, and the need for fuel lessened greatly, and then the cost of fuel went down substantially, which causes a business confusion. Um, so this is the kind of stuff they were talking about in this meeting. And I found it all really interesting because it's something I would never think about if it weren't for this podcast. Um, so then he left Stavanger, went back to the Royal Yacht, which I'm going to miss seeing pictures of. Like, it's so pretty. Um, and then Akun and Metmarit actually went to Rogaland. Rogaland, um, where they visited the company called Equinor, which is an, uh, of, uh, whoa, um, like an energy company that is starting the transition to green energy. Um, so before it was obviously like in gray and black energy, um, but now it's focusing on more environmentally friendly options and, um, ways to make that all work. And that was the tour that concluded it. Um, tomorrow, Akun is at Council of State. Um, and that's that's the end of it. So it was really great. Um, like I said, if tomorrow permits, I might do kind of a, um, like a reflection on the tour and kind of go over all of my thoughts. But it's not, we'll see because I still don't quite know how I'm going to talk about it because its goals weren't clearly defined. Um, so we'll see what happens. I'm hoping to maybe have some thoughts together by then. If not, maybe I'll have some together by Monday after I have a weekend. Um, so you'll be able to hear some thoughts on it on Tuesday if I can't get them out tomorrow. How's that? Tomorrow or Tuesday, you will hear something. Um, but for now, we are going to move on from Norway and into Spain. Felipe attended the third annual Trends Forum on geopolitical and economic issues for 2021. Um, so this is set up by a couple of different organizations in Spain, primarily El País, which is the one of the forefront newspapers in Spain. It's actually, I read it um, sometimes in Spanish, sometimes in English. Um, cause they have an English version, which is amazing. Um, which helps if you're learning Spanish, but like also just, it helps to read in the language you speak. Um, so that's the, one of the newspapers that I look to a lot. Um, and it, it really focuses on like what is going to be out of, you know, the geopolitical scene and, um, what businesses can do to prepare for 2021 now. Um, 
And of course, there is no shocker that COVID led the conversation because of course it did. Um, I was, I was listening to it and my Spanish is good, but it's not great. And so I don't understand 100% of what's happening. Um, I would say I get like 85, 80 to 85% of what's going on in these conversations. Um, but COVID-19 is, uh, I've got that it's COVID-19. Um, and that came up a lot, um, just because of course it's leading the conversation in terms of a political situation, in terms of a financial situation, um, you know, it is going to be, this is weird because like we're living in it and it feels so bizarre, but like this is going to be defining our lives for many years. Um, because of course it is like, you know, we still talk about plagues and pandemics from years ago. Um, and so this is no different. It's just, we're living in it. So it was definitely something that is going to lead the conversation for at least the next year. Um, it was a really great forum. If you speak Spanish, like check it out. If you want to know about these things, I think I've mentioned this, like, I have three big things that I really love in my life. Um, one is royals, obviously. Um, it'd be really unfortunate if I didn't love them and was doing this every day. Um, so royals is one. Politics and like global affairs, but mostly politics, um, is another. And my hobby that I don't talk about on this podcast, but like, looking in front of me. <laughs> um, and I love technology. Like that, that's a hobby. I am an Apple fangirl and like have all the Apple products that a girl could ever possibly need. Um, so like the, those are the things. So like this for me was super fascinating. Um, and it's for me as an American, a way for me to think about politics and in a global way, which is not happening in my country. Um, which I understand, like, like I said, I love politics. I know why it's not happening. Um, but it's, it's nice to, for a minute, think outside of my own borders. Um, so it was really cool for me to listen to this too. It was a great forum. Um, the whole thing was three hours. Um, Felipe came for just the like discussion uh, which lasted about an hour and a half. Um, and then one of the vice presidents of Spain uh, gave closing remarks. And that was that. It was a great forum, though. Um, really enjoyed it. COVID-19 led the conversation. There's your highlight. <laughs> um, and so that was this morning. And then in the early evening, uh, Felipe and Queen Letizia attended the opening of the new exhibit at the National Library. Uh, which frequently hosts different uh, museum exhibits focused on different things. Um, and this one was focused on Delibes, um, who is a Spanish writer of the eight, or the 20th century. Um, so he was born in 1920 and passed away in 2010. Um, but really, like, he wrote screenplays, he wrote books, like, he kind of had his hand in everything written in the country. Um, 
and was really influential, clearly, because he has his own exhibit now. Um, I have never heard of him, but my Spanish fascination only goes back like a year and a half. Um, <clears throat> so, a uh, really cool exhibit um, during the... So they toured the exhibit and then at the very end, they were actually able to meet with uh, Miguel de Libe's children, um, who are all still living. And uh, so they were able to meet and chat about their father's life and um, kind of go through the, the exhibit and like point out things and stuff like that. It was really cool. Um, so that was today in Spain. Spent a lot of time on the forum because that's what I found interesting today. Um, in that country. So with that, we are gonna go ahead and move on to Carl Gustav held an audience with the Prime Minister of Sweden um, to discuss current events in the country. So yesterday he had an audience with the President of the Parliament um, and then today with the Prime Minister. So again, I don't... It's been so long since they've had normalcy. Any of us have had normalcy. I don't remember if this is like a normal part of King Carl Gustav's calendar. Um, so, you know, like in Belgium, there's a weekly audience with the Prime Minister, and then in um, the UK, it's kind of the same thing. Right now, they're happening over the phone, but it's weekly with Queen Elizabeth and whoever her Prime Minister is at the time. Right now, it's Boris Johnson. Um, so, I don't know if this is weekly or monthly or what have you. Um, we'll see as we go on, but... You know, just talking about the current events in the country. Um, and then later in the evening, this was like the day of openings for things. Um, and it kind of continues tomorrow, too. Um, so this evening, Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel attended the opening of the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. Um, which is, you know, an orchestra and it has a season much like other things. Um, so it was the opening of the season. And so Victoria actually gave the opening to the concert, like the opening address, um, where she um, talked about like the different times that we're living in. We know. Um, but then she also pointed out that every time she's in this concert hall, it reminds her of the night before her wedding um, because there was a concert um, the night before her wedding held in this concert hall. And today, I don't know if he's the normal conductor for the Royal Philharmonic, um, but today it was the same conductor that um, conducted the orchestra the that night. And so she brought that up, which was 10 years ago. Um, so she brought that up. And as soon as I saw this guy, I recognized him from the pre-wedding concert. Um, I was like, why does he look so familiar? And then she said that and I was like, oh, of course that's why it sounds familiar or why he looks familiar. Um, so that that was really cool, like a really cool um, spotlight on something that felt different. Um, 
So that is what was going on. It was a big day. I'm looking at like how much time I've talked now and it was a long day. It was a lot of good stuff. Um, it was great. It was different. It was frustrating, but for me, because things were not going the way I wanted them to. <laughs> I have some control issues, guys. Um, don't we all? So that is what was going on in Sweden and throughout the royal families of Europe. Um, and with that, I will be back on tomorrow for our final episode of the week. Um, and I will talk to you all then. But until then, have a great day. Bye.